Adventure Nation hanging out with you guys from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Welcome in, in the studios. Wait, we, we, we got to play these trucks. You know how we do. paying homage to the great Budos band out of Staten Island. They've been hanging with us for many years. Of course, in studio right here, Bree, our board operator. Say hello, Miss Bree. Get onto the mic. We're putting you on the spot. Hello there, Bree. Hello, hello. Ooh, hi, Bree. Susie Sock, it's always good to have yep. you back in. You've got the weird automotive news. That's always. coming. But let's bring the Budos band back. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. paying homage to a nice little brass section with some deep baritones. Don't you just love that? Big shout out to KMET on the weekend and KFNX. We thank you guys for hanging on Saturday. And uh, school started back up Monday right here at the East Valley Institute of Technology. I invite you guys. It may not too may not be too late to kind of slide into class and you guys can get on uh, to the website. Bree, what's the website? Uh, if you go to evit.com slash enroll, you'll be able to figure out how to start the enrollment process. It's pretty simple, and we are still currently accepting applications. But since school started, you don't want to get behind. If you're really, really curious about it, go to evit.com slash enroll. There you go. Susie, were you that individual that got behind in class? Yes, Frank. How'd you know? Have you talked to my teachers? <laughs> See, I don't think anybody. Uh, it's fair to say we're we're Generation Xers. We're the smallest demographic out there. Did you know that the Billy Idol Did MTV? Yeah, I read this the other day. It's like our parents, baby boomers, didn't have many kids. Wow, that's what I read. What was the average uh, family size then? One, well, it must have been, two, I don't know, 1.1. 1. We 1. had a couple 1. of gerbils swinging in the thing, and <laughs> we had one and a half dogs. Uh, my brother had piranhas in the aquarium. I just thought, I said, wow, that's incredible. I invite you guys to get on to wrenchnation.tv. I do want to give a shout out. The October shows, whether they're big SEMA expos, whether they're car shows, we're going to slowly start announcing, and of course, one of the delightful shows, and I'm hoping, Susie, we can take you this year, is the Las Vegas Concourse. Oh, yes. Uh, I invite you guys, WrenchNation.tv, show 241, founder and chairman, Stuart Sober. Yes. We interviewed him, great guy. He started from scratch. It's not easy to do these shows. This year, guess where they're hanging? Listen, Vegas is big. <laughs> A lot of places. Uh, this year, they're at the Win. Oh, okay. Which is a gorgeous uh, hotel. That's October 28th to 30th. Uh, they are thrilled to announce they'll be doing that. I believe it's their third annual. So get on to Las Vegas Concourse Plan Early. Last year, they had James Hetfield of Metallica, his collection. Oh, wow. Uh, on loan from the Peterson Museum out in L.A. Just a wonderful show. Of course, a lot of those proceeds go back to the community and my goodness, you'll see some cars from all over the world. So Las Vegas Concourse. Super cool. Too bad it's not happening in August because a little birdie, i.e. your wife, said she'd like to go to Vegas for her birthday. Oh, you put me on the spot. I kind of am, Frank. My wife is spoiled. 32 <laughs> years. What do I get? I mean, you go from, I don't know what to do. I, I Honestly, you know, you when you first meet your, your partner, 
You start at the dollar store. That's what you can do. And then it slowly, gradually goes and it goes and then you run out of ideas. So I'll take your ideas if you listen to it for sure. Uh, I want to introduce the show topic. I want to get knee deep. We have a lot of shop owners, technician, mechanics, dealership folks from across the country. We have our challenges in the service base. Yes, you driving. Give us some challenges when it comes to fixing your ride. It's okay. We love you. We're going to turn that around and rock your service experience like you deserve. But one of the things that can happen, Susie, is the transaction of oh, currency. Yes. Meaning you come in, you're happy, car's fixed. We take your credit card, we slice it through the machine doohickey, and that goes to the bank. And so on. Well, what happens when there's fraud? Oh. Or worse yet, there's been an uptick in skimming devices. That one is really concerning. Now, a lot of you saying, well, Frank, I own a small business. I watch that credit card machine. I got cameras on it. I got no one's putting a skimmer on my device. Well, we're not going to leave it there. There is fraud happening. How do you protect your small business, whether it is an automotive service center, local rock star on the corner, or a big dealership, or you're selling flowers? This speaks to all small business. We're honored to have Dan Arndt, president of Card Connect Paradise, great supporters of the show. We're going to get into the stunning details of fraud behind credit card. I hope you haven't experienced it lately. Not me. I have. I know. Three cards this year. In fact, the storage guy called me. <laughs> hey, Frank, we need, we need a card on file. I said, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to change. I had three occasions. Really? Since January. I'm sorry. It's terrible. Um, but we are going to dive in. I want to arm you guys up. Uh, Dan Arndt is going to help clarify this. We're also going to get into a lot of you are newer small business owners. And when it comes to merchant fees, you're like, oh my gosh, what is this all about? And how come that fee varies? Sometimes they lock you in for a fee. It's this much, and then it changes, and and then they tell you where the monsoon came in, and that affected rates. <laughs> Who knows what the story is? Dan Arndt of uh, Card Connect Paradise is going to straighten it out, get into some of these cyber world breaches that take place. How do you, even if you don't own a small business, how do you protect yourself with that little card that's sitting with its nice, comfortable, cozy chip in your back pocket? How do you avoid fraud? Uh, we've got Greg Ovist. He's not in studio. He's on the phone. He's super important. He didn't. He couldn't make it to work. <laughs> Did Greg call out sick? Greg, what are you doing, baby? How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. You're, you're always ready to give us our antiquity classic car report, but now you're calling well, in. I hope you're calling in sipping Mai Tais at the beach somewhere, at least. No, actually, I, you know how you pay homage to your trumpets? Well, here's my uh, homage. Oh! Oh, you're at an auction. I love it. Give us some more, baby. Uh, you want a little bit more of that? There you go. Save 100. Save 110. 100. <laughs> no, no, I'm not at an auction today, but there is one starting tomorrow. Um, you remember the Mike Oberly we had on a few weeks ago? Yes. With Mag Auction? His starts tomorrow, August 4th through the 6th down in Reno. And uh, he has a couple exciting cars going through. So, Are you in I'm Reno on. right now? 
No, I'm not in Reno. Why not? I wish I was. You get your gambling on. That's like little mini. That's like a preparatory. <laughs> that's preparatory college for gambling for uh, Las Vegas, that Reno, isn't it? <laughs> right. But uh, he does have a couple good ones going through. He has a, a couple Cobra GTs. He has an, a Recreation General E. And uh, I don't know if you remember that little car in the Urkel show that I said, a coupe that opens from the front. Oh, yeah. He has a, a, rare, a rare one going down on the weekend as well, so I'm excited about well, that. A big shout-out to Mag Auctions. Hot August nights. Sure. Collector Car Auction, of course. Mag Auctions does a really oh, nice sure. job. Very personable. August 4th to 6th out in Reno. Uh, give us some news. What's happening in the Classic Car Antiquity Arena? Anything to... Uh... Well, yeah. I actually have some exciting news. that You know, I always get... Um, alerts to certain vehicles that are going up for auction. This one is overseas. It's in the UK. So if you do want to buy this car, you, it can be exported. That can be arranged. But at Silverstone Auction, uh, they have an auction on August 27th. It's in the UK. And the more exciting car is Lot 491. And this is the 1985 Ford Escort that Princess Diana ordered. Wait a minute. Oh, you, my. Ford Escort. A yep. 95. But what you said, a Princess 85. Diana, that makes it a little more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She, she actually ordered a 1985 oh, Ford 85. Escort. And she ordered it when she wanted to drive her kids around, obviously the royalty kids, when she didn't want to be chauffeured. She had her own little car. And this is the one that she ordered and kept. Wow. And, wow. Uh, it, it has passed through a couple hands, but it's definitely up for auction this month. It only has 24,000 miles on it. And uh, if anyone knows what the the currency level is, it's supposed to sell for three hundred thousand pounds in the UK. I'll let you figure out the math on that. Well, uh, <laughs> the euro is almost at parity. Um, I, I haven't checked it in a week or so, but it's not like it's one point six. So I would imagine there would be some good old fashioned American dollars hitting that auction because uh, just with right. the euro uh, almost being the same as the dollar. But this is right. Princess Diana's Ford Escort. I'm so glad she chose Ford, a little modest little Escort, <laughs> running around with these and, children. <laughs> and it was an RS Turbo S1 edition, so she she knew what she was ordering, that's for sure. My gosh, a Turbo on a Ford so, yeah, Escort, Susan. I keep my eyes on that one this month. If you're and, listening, uh, if anyone, check out Silverstone, silverstoneauctions.com, and this is tomorrow. I think this is, uh, this I don't is know if this August is right. 27th. It says uh, the U.S. dollar is equivalent to 364000 let me see here. We got the latest report on Wrench Nation. <laughs> With the euro. <laughs> that, no, no. This what is, is that? Is that no. pounds? Is that like... This is... You got into sterling. Did I, I get into sterling? I can't mess. We're just a bunch of lowly mechanics. We can't mess with this sterling. <laughs> well, this is great information, so you're going to keep an eye on it, and I expect an official yep. report uh, next week. Well, you said this is in August... Uh, August third 27th, week. but okay. it's definitely getting some hype starting this week. Well, you rock, man. Be safe out there on your travels. Takes lots of pictures for us. And Greg, you'll, you'll be back in studio next week, yeah? Yeah, we'll be there next Wednesday. And uh, hey, Dan, I hope you have a great show with these guys today. Oh, great. Thank you very much. See, Greg, see, that's the thing. Greg is traveling. He, you know, he, he got a little, I think the heat got to him because he said enough he with Greg Jackson. I love it. And that's some great information. I mean, you know, yeah. 300 you say 300,000 euros for a Ford Escort with a turbo. I wouldn't want to work on that. No, 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 no. I, I uh, spent a little time on the track. I understand that Ford Escort RS is a special car. It is. It's a 300,000 well, 300, pounds. 
It's it. Well, what we're saying is like a lot of these cars, Generation X cars, <laughs> they're future classics. I love they it. They are. I mean, eighty-five. So I don't think uh, that's certainly an indication as we talk about car culture that yeah. it's not going anywhere. So whatever you got in your garage from the eighties, man, look out. I mean that that could be a big deal. Now, if you got a Russian vehicle in your garage, I doubt it. Oh, I do. Uh, <laughs> before we got your weird automotive news. Uh, you know, we, we, we send big hugs out to the Ukrainians. It's a terrible thing what's going on on that side of the, the country. We're not a political show. But many of you are very curious on how Russia is producing their cars. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We heard about oil. We heard about uh, commodities. Right. We heard about the recent deal with grain. Oh, yeah. Uh, finally set free to Lebanon. Those Lebanese need that grain. They're having a tough time. But what about that automotive manufacturing world-renowned in Moscow? What's happening? Well, the first Russian car <laughs> produced since the uh, Russian invasion. That's what we'll call it. It is what it is. You can now buy one of those cars. They had a tough time because of the sanctions without seatbelts and an airbag. How'd you like that? Oh, my. So it, this is a, a very symbolic stand for Russia because they are, well, we all know they're not quite known for the car manufacturing side of things. <laughs> and they certainly rely on most of the rest of the world for everything, including all those important things for airbags and seatbelts. <laughs> but uh, they have uh, kicked it up. I don't know how much uh, they've kicked it up, but uh, uh, they halted production for a little bit. And, of course, that's the Lada brand. That's the Russian brand. Now, a lot of you are familiar with the vodka brands, but I'm not <laughs> sure if you're familiar with Lada. Uh, and I don't foresee them taking off Anytime soon. I think they have other problems right now. <laughs> Susie, what's happening in the weird section of the automotive news? Girl? So I know all of us have dragged something under our car before. Inanimate object, I'm talking about. What does that word mean? Inanimate, like a cardboard or a, uh, so I don't know. Picked up a little plastic or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, you've, you've you're driven. You're talking ex wife, are you? No, no, no that's no. why I said inanimate object. <laughs> that involves attorneys, Mr. Dan Art. But so I'm driving and I grab debris. You grab some debris and you are dragging this around town, right? So let's picture a Chevy Silverado heavy duty, so high profile vehicle, right? Yeah, I can go over all kinds of stuff. That's right. So what about dragging a mattress? Oh, that's not good. Well, it's not good. So at first sight, it does look like this driver was recording this uh, Chevy dragging this mattress around for almost two miles before it turned off. Now, you can see it just kind of roaming underneath the now, front of her axle. This is a shame to all of you big truck driving peoples. You cannot drive for more than... 30 seconds. You should be aware. You should be aware. Two minutes with a mattress. That's right. So when after the video got uploaded, some comments were saying it's not a mattress. When you take a better look, it, it, it isn't a mattress, but it's the size and the dimension of a mattress. Maybe it's a cardboard box. I don't know. But this guy is just dragging it around for two miles before he turns off and it stays under his vehicle. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, and please, uh, we're not talking about the small little... Uh, well, what do we have in the desert? We have the tumbleweed, tumbleweed episode. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you've got some other things in the Plastic floor of the bags. fauna. Plastic bags. Plastic bags. We get them in the shop. You say, oh, my God, it's burning under there. And we That's find right. It's a free fix. We pull the plastic down, and happy day, you hug a mechanic. <laughs> However, if you are toting 
a mattress size <laughs> jalopy some sort of situations uh Pull over. Yeah. So. Get rid of it. Now, look, technology is coming. Technology is our friend. Could we ever develop a little warning light? You've acquired debris under your vehicle Wouldn't while that driving. Be awesome. That light would come on. Yep. I think life would be much better with that. Yes, I think so too, Frank. <laughs> Until Along then. Along with the seatbelts and the airbags. We will diagnose it for you easily. <laughs> no worries. I want you guys to stay tuned. We are going to come back, dive in to all things credit cards this uh this skimming a lot of you are using those cards and you're nervous about i, I, t- I go to the gas station or i'm at uh, whatever store and how do i know somebody's skimming stealing my information as well as small business how do you protect yourself we're honored to have dan Arndt, president of card connect paradise stay tuned next of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern-day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority, auto parts superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority, auto parts superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check Check out PartsAuthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. As a small business owner, we have a ton of overhead. One of those is merchant fees. To process credit cards can be expensive. I save over 75% with Card Connect Paradise. Get on to charge-it-now.com charge-it-now.com or give Dan Arndt at Card Connect Paradise a call. His team is standing by to help you out. I save over 75% in credit card merchant fees every month. That's huge. 480-289-6304 Card Connect Paradise. Save on credit card fees. Merchant service fees don't have to be ungodly expensive. Give Dan a call. 480-289-6304 
Card Connect Paradise. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered with over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more. MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, WrenchNation.tv. Get on there if you can. I know a lot of you guys will dip in and out of the show. Of course, if you miss the radio plays on Saturday, KMET out in California, thank you so much, and KFNX on the weekend along with 88.7 The Pulse. Please, I invite you at your leisure, whatever, 3 in the morning, whether you get up early or you get to bed late, whatever have you, you get onto the podcast we've heard from you guys. You can find that on uh, any podcast player. You know, the serious risk of credit card fraud. We hate the word fraud. Ah, uh, yeah. Fr- it's just, a horrible word. Ooh, my stomach turns. Especially when you're using your card or if you're receiving a card as a small business. Now, we sometimes take that for granted because it happens and happens and happens until... There's a situation where there's a breach and to help us navigate all things sort of merchant services and credit card. We have Dan Arndt with uh, Card Connect Paradise in studio. Dan, welcome into the studio. Well, thanks, Frank. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's uh, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, I know things are busy out there. Small business seems to be uh, still thriving despite what we hear uh, on the news. And, and, and a part of that, Dan, is is we've got to process payments. Not many of us are just taking cash, although we'd like to. Uh, tell us about, let's get right to the fees. We talked earlier about how some newer small businesses may just be confused about, we see such a variable in, in rates for these fees to be able to take these credit cards in a small business. What are those fees for? And um, navigate through that if you can. Sure, Frank, absolutely. It's a good question. Uh Shop owners who I primarily deal with, they usually come in a couple flavors. Uh, one would be they hate the fees. Like they get a, they look at it at the end of the year and I had $20,000 in fees and they're, they're pretty upset about that. And, and then others see it, the other side would be, hey, it's just a cost to do in business. And if you thought about it, uh, how much business could you do if you did not take credit cards, if you just took cash? You know, it probably so it's a necessary evil. We've got to do yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be pretty pretty slow. I guarantee you. No one has any money. That's the problem. Well, I, I also well, a lot of people American. don't carry cash. They just won't carry cash. Yeah, and uh, you don't plan on your car breaking down and having a high bill. But the fees are very complex, and um, you know we're we're in the processing side, so we don't issue credit cards, and the issuers really determine the fees. So there's something called interchange, and that's the wholesale cost. And, and we're a wholesale provider, so we sell at wholesale. We put a small markup on there. but uh, And that's to keep us, I mean, it, 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 everyone has to make a profit. We understand that. Most people understand that uh, within reason. Sometimes that is way out of line, and I guess that could be debatable. But part of what we're paying for is a fee for a secure transaction. Um, if someone to come into my garage... Free, you come in and it's a whatever. It was a big ticket. It was $5,000. You're redoing the whole truck. And for some reason, something goes awry with that. Part of that 
fee is to ensure that I, a small business, I'm not collapsed in this debt if there's something wrong with that transaction. That's part of the security of it. Absolutely. Security has just gone off the scale. It's crazy how much fraud there's going on, uh, the amount of losses, and it's now entering small business territory. You know, you heard of the Home Depots and uh, those types of, uh, of businesses getting breached, mm-hmm. but now even smaller businesses, as those guys ramp up their security, it's coming more and more down to a lower level. But, uh, you know, the fees also include security, making sure they're getting, issuing those chip cards, changing everyone's Stripe card to a chip card, enormous amount of money spent to do that. And um, then there's the cost of a customer service department, the cost of just doing transactions. Yeah, It's very, very expensive. The data centers, uh, First Data, who we represent, has five centers across the U.S. So you could get hit with a tsunami like they did in Japan and Fukushima. It could take out a processing center. It would seamlessly go to one of the other four that are still left, and your processing would be uninterrupted. That's mm. not that's not cheap. Let's get right to it. Um, we talked about these skimming devices. Um, uh, you know, I know if I've got you and your team, uh, I have got a question. I'm going to have it answered. One of my questions would be, if I have a multi-store operation, um, you know, I, I trust my team. I love all my, my customers that come in. How do I know if I've got somebody that gave me this parasitic skimming device. Could you talk on that? How, how can folks avoid that? What do they look for? Yeah, so skimming is when the uh, thieves actually put a device that will scan the card and get the card number off of it, and they're able to steal credit card numbers that way. There's a number of ways they do it. They can swap out your device completely, and it'll look exactly the same to you. So you might want to take a look underneath and look at your device, get the serial number off of it and maybe check it periodically, make sure that that's the same. A little tougher to uh, determine is tampering where they actually break into the device and uh, also they can just change a cord out and they could skim off of that. Uh, I, and, and, so yeah. the cord, uh, so for the consumer, how about this? If they know they frequent a, a specific place, I'm not saying we need to be paranoid, but if you see a change, like I know they didn't have that big wonky looking cord, you're saying the cord is really a key factor. Susie, have you seen that? You know, but in all those examples that you just gave, that sounds physically like somebody has to come into your shop and do a swap. Well, what if you have but, an employee, an employer? Right. So then or that's employee, where I was going. I so say. now it goes down to the, you know, your employees because they, it could be like an inside job. Have right? you seen that? Have you seen that, Dan? Is that kind of where in a small business you would think that would be where that, because you're not going to have a stranger come in and just. Yeah behind your back? I mean, unless you're a big, I don't know, department store, maybe that's done. You know, I'm not really sure if it's an inside job or something coming from the outside. Uh, it does occur. It's something to be aware of. Absolutely. So we're looking at cord. Um, and uh, The entire device, a cord. Um, they could each actually even break into the device, open it up, and uh, enter something in that device. That's why at, at Card Connect, we ha- we're the only company that has P2PE, that's point-to-point encryption, meaning the device comes directly from the manufacturer in Genico, directly to the consumer, you at your shop. So we don't, we can't inventory them. We wish we could, because we'd love to program them, be able to just shoot, shoot them out to you. We're not allowed to inventory those devices. So that's part of security yeah, encryption. Someone could- Because you may have somebody 
they could be tampered with otherwise. Gotcha. Yep. And I do remember like when we had to replace, when machine went down, we tried to use another cord. It wouldn't work. Oh. Uh, another cord from another unit would not work. And so I, I see what you're saying. Well, but I, yeah. Yeah. But I think um, more like hacking. How, can they actually, they can hack the machine, right? Yeah. From a distance? Yeah. So hacking's breaking into your network. And there's where you're oh. getting into your firewalls, your antivirus, your Windows updates, all of those things. If you don't keep those up to date, you can be hacked. You can be breached. And if there's credit card numbers on your network, they can get to them. Talk to us about um, this. We heard a Target. We're not picking on Target. Home Depot is another one. How does something like that go down where, where thousands? I mean, is it just literally they've picked on these machines and then they've had thousands of customers for 30 days do this and off they go with their credit card numbers on a spending spree? Yeah, How I'm does- sure it's, you know, they don't really tell you because they don't want that to get out there and other copycat people. And even if, uh, as far as if your shop was breached, I couldn't tell you because it could literally, literally 60% of the shops that get breached are out of business in 90 days. So you really don't want to go public with that information. Uh, and, and they keep that. But as far as how they're breached, I, I bet it was some type of skimming, skimming or just breaking into their network and getting their database of card numbers. But these are millions and millions of numbers that are stolen from these. Big could, could a credit card um, actually cause an issue. So if I if I swiped a card that had malice, you know, some sort of code to damage the machine, so that the next person, if I can ask that, uh, slides I, a good card. I mean, is that I don't think even a question? That, that could do. Okay. Anything. All right. I, I figured I'd ask. Um, leader of Target department store credit card fraud scheme sentenced to six and a half years in prison. I mean, it goes on. Wow. Um, and so we talked about this cord. Physically, what about ATMs? Like, like you trust if I if I go to B of A or Chase or Wells Fargo, we're always in a hurry. We need our money. What can we look for there? Uh, I think the risk of, of being skimmed is definitely possible. Uh, I I was at a gas pump and I noticed two swipe devices. What was the other one for? Oh, I'm thinking it's probably for skimming, right? So they're pretty so, blatant. Did you bring I, it to somebody's attention there, Dan? I did. Good guess, job. Guess 30 what? years in the business. <laughs> he, that's his business. He's going to say, hey, you got a problem out here. The more important question, did they do anything about it? No. <gasps> oh. They're at the counter. They they had no idea what I was talking about. And I just had to oh, leave. No. I, I couldn't convince them. Well, they the say that's, that's a, a, a frequent volume-based point of potential of attack to fraud is at the gas station. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. As consumers, I don't I'm one of those, I'm just, well, I want to pay and go. Like, really I'm not, easy to slap a device up there, right? Double stick tape and enough people will just, you know, mindlessly yeah. swipe through it. And and they do that. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now, and if someone steals it, I'm sure the device is like $3 or something. Right, right. So, yeah. right. so I know that I am a big proponent of tap to pay. I love just taking my chip and tapping the top or even with my phone, that near field communication is that, am I opening myself up more? Are we going to get hijacked? Like, is there somebody in a car? If you're conscious or not. Well, well, I don't know if I'm conscious. I like to spend money. Have you seen the terminal (laughs) list? Have you seen the terminal list? I have not. He, 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 there's an accident. The guy grabs his phone and puts it up. The guy's dead in the car, puts it up to his face, 
the phone opens and he hacks the phone and gets all the information off of Jeez. some big cheese's phone, that, right? That's ruthless. So they could, if they have, I think I really love uh, tapless or tap, tap to, to pay. pay as well. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, you, it's your fingerprint or your face, which is absolutely unique. So it's really tough to steal that. Well, that's on the phone, but like just my bank card, I can tap to pay with that. That's in my back pocket. It can fall out. They say also, Dan, uh, Dan, because I'm, I'm, the gas station is a major volume. Yeah, yeah. We all got to hit the gas station. I know you're kicking the pump, whatever. While our leaders are saying it's uh, under four dollars and suddenly whatever, (laughs) it's still expensive, but. The gas station is where we need to pay attention, and, and and if anything, that's like where you want to be aware with these skimming devices. But um, I just lost my train of thought. I had a point on that. Um, tap to pay is one thing that's secure. I read that. But let's oh, back up on tap to pay. Yeah. So no, when you tap your card, no, it's not more Did secure. Did you sign anything? No. Did you use a fingerprint? No. Did you use your face? No. So why is that secure? Could could wow. Frank use your card? Yeah, that's what could I'm the saying. The criminal down the street. Heck yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's not good. So as a merchant, I I don't know why our industry is like get the device out there to the client where you can't even see the card. Personally, I want to examine that card. I want it in my hot little hand. I don't want a device out there where they can use the machine without me seeing the card. I want to examine the card, examine the features, make sure the security features are there and that this is a valid card. And even if you're doing a $5,000 transmission for, and you don't know this guy, get his driver's license, check the signature. Make, if, if the guy uses his wife's card and she disputes it, guess what? You lose, you lose. So merchants are so loose with their cards, acceptance policies. We have a PowerPoint that'll show you uh, 20 minutes, how to get everyone up to speed, how to examine cards and be safe. It's it's overwhelming. Okay. My, my point, which I was just kind of <laughs> Do you remember? Thinking, I did. I read somewhere, Dan, before we cut to break real, real quick, I read somewhere that you're best not using your PIN and just running it as a credit card because they have less information if they're not trying to get your PIN. Or is that backwards? What's the best way to use my plastic at a gas station? Uh, it's more secure to use your pin. Yes. I used to work for a bank and I was just going to say that when you use your pin, it's a personal identification number. Only sure. you would have it. When you see a run of charges without a pin, that's when fraud comes in or that's when the fraud, you know, they'll notify you that there might be some potential fraud. And it makes sense because I know merchant fees are less when we take a debit with a pin because is it less risk? Is that kind of the equation? Or no, maybe- I, it's uh, a debit is a cash cash, cash, cash. It's not a, it's not credit makes so, sense so with the credit card it's credit they're going to charge more to issue credit it's expensive to give credit i mean they give credit to everybody it's risk they everything lose. is risk they have risk they if you're lose, just joining us uh, we got dan yeah. on card connect paradise i want you guys to get on to www charge slash it slash now da- dash. dash dash sorry about that uh, get on a wrench nation. <laughs> You'll be able to see Dan's link there. And I'm sorry. I always confuse that, but you will find car connect paradise all over. Uh, we're going to dive in deeper uh, to merchant fees and some of these uh, fraudulent scheming going on with these thieves, how you can sort of prepare yourself. So you're not scammed. Stay tuned. Wrench nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. 
Charity Partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. The new gasoline direct injection engines, also known as GDI, are the hottest new improvement to horsepower and fuel efficiency in this century. Service professionals agree that GDI's unique power requires unique GDI maintenance. BG Products has the most current and effective GDI maintenance available in over 20,000 shops, and they back it up with a lifetime BG protection plan. Go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. If you have a GDI engine and you want it to last, remember two more letters. Now, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a benefits portion of our website, WrenchNation.tv, where we've got benefits for the Wrench Nation community, which is really protection for you, your family, your team. Your culture is important. Your team environment is important. So we're going to make it real easy for you to shop for health care, life insurance, device insurance, even pet insurance. I'm excited to share with you the benefits for the Wrench Nation community. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We've made it real easy and simple. Your small business team deserve no less. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. Check out the benefits page and check out health insurance, life insurance, car rental, condo and home insurance. You name it. We've got your benefits covered. Get wrenchbenefits.com or wrenchnation.tv. Right on, welcome back. Frank and Susie hanging out with you. Dan Ornt with uh, Card Connect Paradise. We're talking credit cards. Merchant services is an all-encompassing. It's a whole deal. It's not just machine, and that's that. It describes the hardware, software, and financial services needed for business to successfully and safely accept those cards. So if you're a small business, check out the team at Card Connect Paradise. Uh, for more details, visit www.charge.com. Dash it. Dan, I'm gonna have you help me with that. Charge dash it.com. Card Connect Paradise all over the <laughs> all over the internet. Sorry, I just it's a mental block. Does it ever happen to you, Susie? Once, of course. Like that toilet's not flushing. It's done. <laughs> but we are talking credit cards, uh, which we want to take a little more serious, especially if you are uh, the small business, whether you're an automotive service operator in a garage or selling flowers on the corner or a big institution, is something that we need to be aware of. Uh, hardware is a big deal. Um, could I buy cheap hardware and could there be risk or is there a standard, if I can ask that? Uh, well, we don't. We don't sell a, a hardware. We we just we don't make any profit on that. We wholesale it out. So we don't care what you use. If you want to use your machine, if you find something at um, you know Bit Goodwill, I don't recommend that though because there's a lots lots of advantages to using our special card point equipment. Again, we we mentioned earlier P2PE point to point encryption. That machine's been sent directly from the manufacturer to you, the merchant with no one in passing, no hands in between, no uh, chances of uh, breaking into that machine or breaching it. But uh, the, the equipment, you could use whatever you'd like to. Uh, although I did get um, Tony's Auto Center when uh, Wells Fargo 
Tony kind of said, no, we don't want it. And Wells Fargo. Is that Tony Guido out there on Tony, Dan, uh, our Dan, 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 Dan on 16th Street. Tony's yeah. auto, Dan Guido. Yeah, we confuse them all the time. Yeah. All <laughs> the Guidos. <laughs> the Guidos. Don't hey. get on the wrong side of the Guidos. Don't okay. get on the wrong <laughs> Including Catherine Guido. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say that, yeah, Catherine. Yeah, all right. We love you, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they're. They were wanted eight hundred ninety five dollars for a little credit card machine, which is really typical, actually. And I'm Dan. That's a two hundred dollar machine. So he switched right there on the spot. So, uh, um, if I go Bluetooth, does that make a difference to security? Like I'm a food truck, and I need to be quick. I need to be. I need to be out there. I, I can't be. Does Bluetooth create issues with security, or is that a non-factor? Uh, no, I mean Bluetooth would be uh, like a square swipe device, something like that, which we have. They're not square, but. Um, that's how they communicate, and it's not a security issue. Wi-Fi could be an issue, and that's versus Ethernet. Ethernet's always best, but Wi-Fi networks, it depends how secure your network is. If your network's not secure, they, someone could skim credit card numbers off of your Wi-Fi network very easily. So, yeah, we always try and get people to do Ethernet, but you'd be amazed how many just do Wi-Fi because they don't want to run a cable. You know, it costs 50 bucks to have a guy run a cable, and I we, could, could mention some big shops, but I won't. We, we did it years did. ago because, and really it was, it, it, it was sort of our ignorance on the fact that some of our software wasn't operating properly. We do the digital tablets. The guys are mobile back there and we were losing packets of data. So the technician would be inspecting something, pictures here and there, and then that data disappeared. Gone. And so the solution, which helped us also with our transactional point was Cat5 cable and we we invested in that throughout the whole shop so it's hardwired although we do have a second portal uh for our guests because you just never know yeah um to separate that so i think that's a a great point uh, uh on that i've got to ask you merchant services and mechanics i think we're I think the dentist you'd rather go to a dentist than go to a mechanic <laughs> or deal with i'm just going to be blunt some of these merchant companies are ruthless. Absolutely. It's doggy dog. It's it, you, you just, I mean, I get it. They got, I mean, we, we get upset. You, we're still getting calls uh, every week. Oh, we the solicitation calls. I mean, I guess that's a whole nother conversation, but why is the merchant outfit industry gotten such a bad rap? What, what are they doing wrong? Uh, Cause I can tell you what mechanics do wrong to give us a bad rap. I think there's a long history of overpricing, overcharging, uh, bait and switch. Hey, we're going to beat you by this amount. And uh, two months later, you're playing twice as much in your long contracts. You're in a five-year contract or a three-year contract and you thought you were going to save money and you're not. And so there's just an incredible amount of mistrust with merchants and it makes our job really, really difficult. Well, I'm going to be very frank with the you listening. Uh, I was on the fence for seven years. We just gave up on merchant services. I was on the fence for a good seven. Dan will tell you 10 years, Frank, because <laughs> I've been uh, looking. Uh, Earned at, a lot of shoe leather on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I'll, I'll be honest with you. What we think about is, okay, these calls can be annoying, all this bait and switch. But as a business owner, you just kind of give up and you just say, okay, well, I'm just going to pay that. And they're all alike. That's like pinpointing all mechanics are going to screw me. That's obviously not right. the case. All roofers are going to screw me. Not the case. And Dan, when you approached us, and I know we had 
I think Dan bought us Thanksgiving dinner. He said, <laughs> let's do something. And I say that jovially, and we we finally said, let's just tread the water. And it it wasn't so much the drop in rates, it was the personable service. Because mm-hmm. we're in a personable business. And a lot of you are now. You're small business. The worst thing you want to do is have a problem, Susie. And you're on the phone two hours, which cost you time and money. Oh, yeah. Or your staff is on the phone. And Dan, I want to thank you for that. You guys mm-hmm. at Card Connect, your team are rock stars. And you keep my wife happy. Thank you. <laughs> She's tough to keep happy. And it's funny because, you know, anytime that I would get solicitation calls at the shop uh, about merchant service, I would I would politely tell them, look, let me just tell you honestly, we are exclusive and, and dedicated to one person and we do it as a group in the ASA industry. So you can just take us off your list. Yeah. And they are very, you know, they're very nice. and They're like, OK, well, thank you. But yeah, I would always campaign for you. Mm, Automotive you. Service Association, ASA, of course, Dan, we do want to thank you as well, uh, not just in the automotive industry, but you support a lot of industries. Don't you want to do business, people, with those that support the very industry? Whether it is they bought the dinner for that association meeting. Yeah. Whether it was they supported a gifted trainer to come out to a seminar or an expo. That, to me, oozes relationship. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets to become more than just, I'm just shopping for fees. And honestly, I had to convince my wife, because she's hard. Yeah. Right? I said, no, honey, this is supportive. And Dan, you guys are supporting the industry, man. Yep. You can't. Mm. We appreciate that. Yeah, thank you very much. And, and you know, it takes someone who's supportive to appreciate that. And you offering the Wi-Fi to your clients. And I notice it in your shops that you really are customer service oriented. Unfortunately, but fortunately, fortunate for me, not many people in the credit card processing are are, they're just thinking about themselves. And right. they're just thinking, how am I going to make my next buck? And uh, you're, it's really great. I love having a relationship with, with our clients. I smacked myself. I said, man, I Dan was truthful from day one. He was 10 <laughs> years ago. He wasn't some guy hiding under... He, he wasn't some guy under the tree. My apologies on the music. He wasn't some guy under the tree somewhere <laughs> slinging coconuts, trying to sling us a deal on coconuts and merchant services, because sometimes you just feel that way. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but where can find uh, folks find you, Dan? Uh, you can find us at charge-it-now or Google Card Connect Paradise. Also, our phone phone number is 800-295-0819, Yeah, I mean, um, that's awesome that, uh, you know, we get down into the, the, the personable. We all want to handshake our doctor. Hopefully not a lawyer, but your lawyer. <laughs> uh, and uh, we need to add to the list our merchant that's right. Provider. That's right. And, and Dan likes to build relationships. Well, That's not, the best thing. We're not letting you go. We're not wrapping it up yet. We have a few minutes here. All the rage right now when it comes to currency transaction, and that's digital, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of this stuff. Half of us, we're faking it. We don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, there's a tulip mania that's been, let's just face it. Now, I'm not saying... That that's a whole nother conversation about what people were chasing as far as uh, whether they were investing or trading. I don't want to get into that. But will monetary transactions go completely digital? And 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 I think they are. What's your take? And then is a company like yours prepared to do that? What's uh? You're talking about Bitcoin. Well, I come in and I I have a digital wallet. I mean, we talked about tap to pay. That's cool. But I have a wallet that's that's digital, and I've I've got stored currency there. Um, is there 
Yeah, I'm ignorant on it. I want to just ask, is there a fight back from the traditional banking and merchant industry, uh, your industry, we don't want to deal with that. We just want to deal with dollar currency and banks. And what do you see the future, if I can ask? Well, on uh, the, the way I see it, and, and any all the currencies, just generically call them Bitcoin, let's say. I know there's Ethereum and all these other kinds. But uh, basically, it's created to replace fiat currency, which here in the U.S. is dollars. Uh, so that's more like a debit card. Debit card, it comes out of your checking account. It's not a credit line. Now, a credit card's a credit line. So to put a credit card or a credit line on a digital currency, you now lose all the benefits. The benefit is being anonymous, right? The government doesn't know who I am. Nobody knows who I am. I'm anonymous. Well, how are you going to issue credit to some, No one's issuing credit to someone who's anonymous, right? Even on a blockchain, it's secure, it's yada, yada, but there's no... The big part, which there, there's debate on, is the governing body. Mm -hmm. And that's hence why we have some of you complain about it, but you have federal agencies that kind of make sure that stays safe. We're in the wild west right now with that, as far as Bitcoin or ETH, Ethereum in transactions. Because we, yeah, so we don't know who these people Bitcoin's are. Bitcoin's fantastic for your cash. Well, I don't think it's fantastic because it goes up and down too much and that's too scary for me. Not if you're but Mr. Sailor. Are we all, <laughs> we're keeping an eye on him. He's. A lot of, yeah, well, anyway, this is not a Bitcoin <laughs> show, but go ahead. But I, you know, I don't like government overreach. I'd like to have my privacy. I don't want the government to know every time I write a check for $300 or whatever they were trying to do. So I think it's a great idea. It's fantastic. But I don't see it replacing credit cards because of the first word credit. There's no credit there. And again, most people don't have Bitcoin because they don't have any money, but they can get credit. And, and so as a If we stopped issuing credit in this country- We'd be in trouble, correct? Yeah. It's yeah. not a cash society. <laughs> That's, God, I'd love to do a whole show. Yeah, that would it be is interesting. completely not automotive related. No. Maybe. We'll try to figure <laughs> that out. But it, it seems like, I guess, post-World War II, somehow, some way, we've developed a system that puts us on, on credit. And yeah, right now, our, credit- Our grandfathers you just pay cash, right? Right. Or we, or we bartered. Like, I have a horse, you have a chicken, I'll do your roof. <laughs> yeah. The but no, credit days. is important and credit management is important um, for that. So uh, you also do a lot of training on the topic. Uh, what is the biggest factor, whether it's an automotive service center or a small business, where do we get it wrong? What can we do like right now to help reduce any sort of potential fraud? What are we not doing right, Dan? Well, as far as breaches, actually the number one breach is people. Uh, my mother-in-law moved in with us in 2017. We moved her in and she had uh, $1,000 and then $10,000 wired from her checking account. She thought she was talking to Wells Fargo. Uh oh. I get on the phone. This guy's convincing. I mean, I'm I'm ready to cuss him out. I'm like, geez, one tenth of me is like, this guy is legit, but I knew he wasn't. He had convinced her to give her, uh, you know, uh, tell me the text you just got. What's the number you have? Defeating two-factor authentication. That is where they text your phone. So I'm going to text you something here. Hey, tell me the number she gave it to him. Uh, oh, that's it. And two factors so, violated. Yeah, and the, I don't know if you remember the Democratic National Convention was hacked. Mm -hmm. one of the members gave the password out. So it's your shops. Be careful who has your passwords and be careful because who, whoever they're talking to on the phone can be very convincing. And 
that's probably the number way that number one way these breaches occur is through human error. We trust people. You don't trust your credit card guy. Uh, <laughs> well, we trust you, Dan. <laughs> no, that's a good point. I think yeah. we train on all this stuff under hood. Maybe we get some management training, some service advice, advisor coaching, how we can be better for a better consumer experience. But we, we forget about the little things that could be huge. Mm. And that's that transactional uh, experience. Um, Susie, have over your years, have you experienced anything odd before we wrap it up when taking a credit card so that you can remember? Dan brought up a good point where he wants to physically hold, see the card. And remember, a lot of people would write on the back instead of a signature, CID, right? CID, just mm. check, check my identification, make sure I'm the person using the card. But when tap to pay kind of came in, that went out the window. It kind of did, but, but we no. should still see the ID. Yeah, no anomalies that I can think of, other than you know uh, somebody running the card several times, and oh well, let me try this card, let me try this card, and eventually find a card that works. I mean, that's not out of the norm. That's just poor money management, right? Yeah, that's a good idea. I had never heard that. That's a great idea. So they want you to check their ID because mm-hmm. they don't want their card breached and stolen and used by somebody. Uh, but you guys are pretty good. Auto repair is really good on chargebacks. They're, they're small, but when they do occur, they're big. They're big ticket. What what industry gets it really bad uh, for you know, merchants? Retail. Glad you asked that. Hotel. Oh, hotels. Just absolutely horrible. Yep. And, and people the wet will bar. stay in there. <laughs> the wet bar. I didn't drink all that. <laughs> well, they'll check in with a fraud card well, and they- run up this huge bill and then charge it back or whoever's card it was will be charged back or... Or they use the wife's card. What they just study the manuals on how to do chargebacks. So wow. there's this thing, uh, friendly fraud, where I'm an e-commerce site. Susie, you buy something from my site, you keep the goods, and then you say, "I never, I never received them." I never received them. That's another mm. big problem. My understanding. Is. Yeah, I don't know how. Why they- do they call it friendly fraud? <laughs> 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 That's my worst friend. I'd be right? like, you rat bastard fraud. <laughs> <laughs> but there's so much. And I think at the end of the day, um, having a relationship that's a little more than just a stale statement of what you paid in fees every month. And you guys are rock star. You lead uh, some of the most progressive uh, fee structures. Uh, we, we learned the hard way uh, coming to the plate 10 years later than we should have. But it's just nice, Susie, to have that phone call because I need look business owning your business as an entrepreneur you got to protect every angle and you can't be everywhere every time you need good people yeah but like Dan's opened it up in the beginning it was either $20,000 at the end of the year or just the cost of doing business right I mean it's just that's just the way it is let me ask you uh some states before we wrap it up some states like gas stations they charge like 10 cents some people don't understand why do I got to pay 15 cents or 20 cents or On a credit California, card. whatever, 70 cents, whatever you guys get out there. But that's to offset those fees because margins are slim on gas. A lot of you don't think that right now, but for the most part, so they would be, they would lose a lot of money if they were set back by fees with these, these uh, merchant fees. Yeah. So there's a two tiered system. You could have a cash or credit price and your cash price would be lower than your credit price. We can do that for any merchant now. Uh, we weren't able to do that at one time. Um, you can surcharge. You can't surcharge debit cards though. So some of these companies, they'll out, out marketing these products and you could be subjected to hum- humongous fines. 
one of our auto shops, he had this smoking 1% rate we're getting you, right? And he's, but he surcharged his customers 3.5%. Oh, oh no. Talk oh, about no. greed. Well, that's ethically. That's just, just not right. Yeah, yeah man, right. that's not cool. And uh, yeah. so he was, he didn't realize you can't surcharge debit. Well, uh, one guy was an attorney who went in there and they got sideways and turned him in to the associations, the Visa MasterCard associations. And sure enough, he got a letter that, you know, you're going to be charged $25,000 if you continue to do this. So I, I had to call the guy and say, look it, man, you, you can't, you got to just only credit cards. You can't surcharge debit. And um, also took him off the program and put him on the regular program because <laughs> That was, you had to send him back. You're not allowed to make he money. Got downgraded. Of you, sent, you sent him back to boot camp. I like credit card boot camp. Dan Arndt, president of Card Connect Paradise. Card Connect Paradise. You find that all over uh, the internet. Dan, thank you so much for hanging with us. A lot of good information. You bet. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. So it was a good show. I learned a few a great things. Great show. And it don't matter. You say, oh, I've been doing this for 30 years. No, you yep. learn everything. I'm going to continue to use my Apple Pay. Yes, secure. all things tap to pay. That's right. <laughs> you guys rock. We got a great show coming up next week. We uh, have a very special guest that's going to join us about all things radar, LIDAR. How do we synchronize all these sensing devices to make your car automatically steer out of trouble and so on? Uh, that's next week. That'll be a very fascinating show. I'm That'll looking be cool. forward to that. Uh, as I tell you guys every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.